1: you damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Wednesday. Day after Valentine's Day. We're having a good Feb 15. If it's your anniversary, happy anniversary. I know a lot of people have done that over the years. Uh, if you are one of those people who's working your Valentine's discounts, Now's the time to get out there. Everything just went on sale. Make your plans for this weekend. You'll still look like you care, and it'll help your pocketbook a little bit. Chad and Zay on this Wednesday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined once again by Isaiah Collier. He did not have to sweat Valentine's Day because he knew he knew, and he knows who he married. What's up, Zay? What up, Chad? Yes, sir. No Valentine's
0: Day for me. I don't have to worry about getting into no fight later. Look at you. I don't have no stalking girlfriend being upset with me because I didn't get her no gift. Life's good.
1: How about that? And, and, because of the incredible efforts of my wife, what do you also have to take to your wife tonight? Got my Girl Scout cookies. Boom! There you go. I mean, it took you long enough. Yeah, it did. I'm sorry. Thank you, Wendy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know how to tell you. It was one of those, because we've gone at least one or two Girl Scout seasons where I don't know that I've brought any to work because the COVID thing messed it up. And I can't remember the last time I would have brought it uh, to somebody at work. And they were sitting there, and I just passed them every day. I'd pass right by them. And, and we talked about, hey, do you want to wait to pay me till I bring them to you? You probably should have. But you were nice enough to go, no, man, here, you know, I trust you. Yeah, because I I, I, would think that would give you extra motivation to get the job done. Oh, my Lord. Now, to be fair, with the moment you paid me, we did not have them in-house. They had to be acquired from a Girl Scout cookie source. Ah. So they weren't actually there that day. So it may have been a day or two, if not three days, where they weren't even in the house. And that messed my brain up. But anyway, to Mrs. Collier. And all those uh, that have gotten their Girl Scout cookies recently, uh, you do have that to look forward to right after Valentine's Day. So we hope you had a great Valentine's Day, whatever you needed it to be. Uh, Hopefully you got that. Uh, Whatever you're doing watching sports or if you are going out for a nice meal, going out for a nice dinner, trying to make it a nice romantic evening. Zay gave you all those musical ideas yesterday, so we hope you were able to to do all of those things. And like I said, to some people... I know there's a few anniversaries there I am thinking of my father-in-law today My wife's stepmom that just passed away This was their anniversary So I know my wife's going to be reaching out today Because I can't imagine what that's going to be like First anniversary uh, after they're gone And and you're just sitting there alone in the house So that's what he's going through today And I know my brother-in-law and sister-in-law Are going to make sure to take him out to Eat tonight and you know Can try to take his mind off of it a little bit So shout out to all those lovebirds out there And Valentine's Day we hope it was not too filling for you uh i had some good food and good dessert and all that kind of good stuff so what did Just, y'all have last night we did a little cajun food last night okay a little place in manor that we like and they were handing out roses to the ladies uh, which is nice uh, and it wasn't packed so we walked right in now we walked in at between seven forty and they closed at 9 so we probably walked in at 7 45 so a little later than normal but, uh, yeah, had a nice meal, came home, had a little ice cream, and uh, had a good time.
0: Yeah, that's a big night for you. Now, when it comes to Cajun, where do you go? Are you a fried type of guy, an gumbo? In
1: this case, we did a did some seafood, like Cajun egg rolls as an appetizer. Oh, wow. It was nice. And then uh, they have a redfish, a stuffed redfish that I cannot get away from. It's too good. Huh. Oh, it's great. You can take pretty much any seafood item go cajun spice and then stuff it with some sort of crab you know crab flounder what that kind of stuff Uh, i'll order it every time okay what Mm, the miss does have and she went with uh she went with a shrimp like did a little it was like a little fried shrimp on the side and then what was it she had shrimp and like uh she's not super into a lot of the the seafood stuff so i think there was like a chicken like a chicken dish okay and and then and then some shrimp on the side
0: yeah sounds fire yeah i love me some cajun food it was pretty good
1: so so what happens in your house where it's not always it's not focused on valentine's your wife tells you we're not doing some special valentine's thing that's not how i roll so what happens in your house last night
0: we watched the bachelor (laughs) We watch The Bachelor. Total romance. Yeah, we just make fun of all the contestants and stuff like that. and Yeah, we have a good time. She made Burger Bowls, which is just a hamburger, cheeseburger, without the bun. There you go. Bomb. Healthy burgers. Healthy burgers. Well done. Yeah, yeah, very good.
1: Eat healthy, watch The Bachelor. Yeah,
0: love The Bachelor. People don't know from my B&E days, Bucky and Aaron always give me crap about it. I love The Bachelor. That's one of me and my wife's guilty pleasures. Okay. I have no shame in loving The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, the whole nine. I I love it all. It's you great You do the trash. whole franchise. The
1: whole franchise. It's great trash TV. I think sometimes you have to have you have to have some mindless television that yeah. you can get into. Right. Just something that completely takes your mind off whatever it is. That's why Jerry Springer became so popular. That's our thing sometimes on vacation. Just to watch an episode or two of like a Jerry Springer, Maury Povich, something like that.
0: Yeah, because it's just randomly on at like probably the time we're on now.
1: Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's the middle of the day and you're on a vacation schedule. We'll watch two episodes of that while, while eating lunch and then get on to our, with our day. <laughs>
0: the greatest Springer episode of all time is when this fool Jerry made these two brothers hoop outside on this bootleg ass goal for homegirl's love. They played, like, one-on-one. They kept score to 10. Look it up. The I great, don't remember that one. One of the one. greatest Springer episodes of all time. Both guys are wearing jeans and, like, are shirtless. I'm like, man, we couldn't get them no shorts? Wow. It's, yeah, Springer's had some low moments. That's probably on top for me. That's,
1: I was going to say, that's right there. See, I thought you were going to talk about, like, an episode where, you know, there was a KKK member and... You know, a KKK member on one side, and a member of the leader of Black the Panthers. Black Panthers on the other <laughs> side, or something like that. I thought that's where you were going to go. Wow, no, that is crazy. All right, um, there's uh, a lot of stuff going on today. We will get into as we hit the post. Football time uh, in uh, in our world, but you know football never dies around here. We'll get to that. We also want to remind you to check out the YouTube channel. We are on YouTube, uh, YouTube.com/slash at the Horn Austin is how you look us up. You can go check it out live, or you can check out shows later on. We will grab parts of shows for you right now in the videos section. You can see something labeled Super Bowl reaction, um, and you can. Do the general Super Bowl reaction that we had to the game itself or the Rihanna halftime discussion where we found out that Zay was not impressed with Rihanna at halftime, was very much against it, and I was very much for it. So go listen to that breakdown if you want uh, on YouTube and please help us get to 1,000 subscribers. We're sitting at just under 700. So please. YouTube Nation, help us out. Help us get to 1,000 uh, subscribers. That is our next goal. All right, uh, so we've got a few things to get to. If you're a Longhorn basketball fan, you're probably keeping track on the re- uh, keeping track of the rest of the Big 12. Zay, we had, I think, an, ex- uh, an expected victory and an unexpected victory last night in the conference. You, said you, you told me you had a chance to watch this Kansas game. Kansas handling Oklahoma State. What would you tell a Longhorn fan that missed it last night about Kansas? How are they looking right now, and what did they do to the Cowboys?
0: This is when Bill Self team start to figure things out. This is when he starts to figure out, okay, who's going to be ready when I need them? Who's going to be ready when it comes to March? And you know, sometimes his teams start off slow, but this is looking like that team that could get right back to the Final Four and defend that national championship that they won last year. Mm. And they were down almost going into halftime, and then Grady Dick hits a corner three that just took the heart out of everybody in Cowboys Nation up there in Stillwater. This was it in, just, Stillwater, right? in
1: Stillwater, right? Yeah. Stillwater. It
0: just hushed the crowd up. The crowd was rocking. It was going back and forth all in that first half. And then that momentum from Grady Dick's three in the corner, that took them into that second half, and they just put it on them. This is the stat that sticks out in this game. Oklahoma yeah. State, 9 assists Kansas 26 oh my god 26
1: 26 assists
0: yeah and one of the smartest things that I think coach self is starting to figure out when Dewan Harris isn't clicking from just distributing the ball and being that playmaker point guard that all really good bill self teams have we saw Remy Martin last year his 08 team that won at Mario Chalmers was that guy then now He can look at Texas Tech transfer Kevin McCuller, who played a lot of point guard for Chris Beard and Mark Adams these last few years when he was in Lubbock, and he could put the ball in his hands and say, you go create for us. He had eight assists last night, 15 points Kevin McCuller did. Mm. That's, for me, as a Texas fan, if Kevin McCuller starts going, that's the most terrifying thing for this team because we know Jalen Wilson, probably going to be Big 12 player of the year, around 20 points a game. We know Grady Dick, he's that lottery pick-looking guy But Kevin McCuller, he's kind of been inconsistent on finding his way in this offense. Again, when he was with Mark Adams and Chris Beard at Texas Tech, he had the ball in his hands a lot, kind of as a point forward. He's around 6'5", 6'6". He's a really good ball handler. This season, a lot of it's been on Dewan Harris. Now, Coach Self's looking like, okay, McCuller, he could be that point guard for us at times and go out and create for others and get us buckets, and that's what he did last night to the Cowboys. So, you know, even though Dewan Harris didn't have double figures scoring-wise, only five points, the rest of the four starters did. K.J. Adams, the Westlake alum. 15 points. Mm-hmm. Jalen Wilson, 14 points. McCullough, as I just mentioned, 15 points. And then Grady Dick, 10 for 17 shooting, 26 points last night. If you he just showed everything. I mean, just 6'8, pure jumper. It's as quick as lightning. And it's getting faster. Like his shot's getting faster because he knows okay. Now these guys are coming for me. Now they know I could shoot it. I gotta get it off quicker. Plus, he's probably hearing from NBA scouts and stuff. Will he be able to get that shot? Off in the league, so he knows he's gonna have to speed it up. He's done that, he was putting the ball on the deck, like he's just a solid player. So, yeah, as a Texas fan, this scares me a little bit because they're starting to look like the Kansas team that always wins the Big 12, that always goes far in March. And we also know that they have one of the best coaches in the nation. So, put all of that together, and yeah, you got a scary team that's starting to click at the right time, and now it's a three way tie for first with Baylor and Texas. And now the Jayhawks.
1: Yep, because that gets them to nine and four in conference. So that's the win I think some people would have expected, even though it's at Oklahoma State, number five, going in there and getting the win. What they didn't expect, Zay, was Oklahoma doing it again. They're three and ten now in conference play, but they have outside of conference the whipping of Alabama. And now Oklahoma lays it on Kansas State. Now this was at home again. Uh the game in Norman is uh that's gonna look better and better, I guess. Maybe look a little better for Texas as it goes along that they're able to get that win. 7965 was the final score. Oklahoma shoots 48% from beyond the arc and 51% from the floor and gets another big upset.
0: Yeah, huge upset. And Kansas State, they're starting to really struggle. You remember, Chad, when I told you about the Kim Palm rankings having Kansas State all the way back at 25, and I was like, that's yeah. really weird. Let's pay attention to that in the upcoming weeks. Here we are and now. There you go. Yeah. Here we are now. It's just they rely so much on Marquise Noel and Kiate Johnson, and, you know, those guys, they're starting to wear down a little bit, especially Marquise Noel. He's really starting to wear down. He really struggled last night. Yuzan, number 12 for Oklahoma, he's a big point guard. He's big for them. He had 13 points. He made it real difficult for Marquise Noel to just see, you know, different angles and to be that really good assist guy that he's been majority of the season. But Grant Shearfield, you know, he's might be the best player in the conference that nobody talks about due to Oklahoma's record. You know, this is still a Big 12 team. Porter Mosier, he's still done a pretty decent job in year two. It's just somebody has to be in last place. And they got a huge win in Norman. And, again, this is the team that Texas has to play on Saturday. So that kind of scares you with the momentum that they're bringing in, knowing that it's a rival game, knowing that Texas beat them last time in Norman, knowing that they're desperate and they're fighting for their March Madness lives. It's another trap game for the Horns. And luckily, the Horns could have like this five-day rest and get back to the basics and understand that, okay, you know, now that Baylor's tied with us, now that Kansas is tied with us, we really got to turn it up. Because a couple of nights ago against Texas Tech just wasn't what you wanted to see. We know Texas Tech kind of has the same pattern as Oklahoma. Both desperate, both need every game that they Mm -hmm. can get. All these quad one games, which is, is another one, them coming into Moody, the Sooners, all those games matter. So Texas, they they, they got to bring it, and we need to see some for those freshmen. We need to see more. You know, both of the freshmen didn't get more than ten minutes on uh, Monday night against Tech. Arterio Morris and Dylan Mitchell. That can't happen. That, that, that can't happen. I get it. Not, it's not going to be everybody's night, but those guys got to give you something. We cannot have no seven man rotation going into March <laughs> Madness. That just that's 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 due for disaster. Yeah. Christian Bishop, he has to bring it. You know, he hasn't played well since Kansas State, which the way Kansas State's looking, how do you feel about that now? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Dylan DeSue, he, he played pretty well, but the missed free throw, that still hangs on him. Marcus Carr, those five missed free throws, we know what Tyrese Hunter's going through. And at this point, Sergeant Barry Rice can't have a bad game because whenever he has a bad game, horns lose.
1: Yeah, no, that's bad. And especially when you're talking about a team like Kansas diversifying the way they are, expanding it out the way they are, and that different guys are looking good uh, for them. One of our texters says, Texas basketball too inconsistent and unpredictable right now. If you want to send us something, Specs text line 337-3776. Somebody is predicting, I wouldn't be surprised if Texas got knocked out of March Madness by A&M like the baseball team did in the College World Series.
0: Oh, no. I'm not
1: sure if that A&M team is quite there. They did go on a little run though they they started bad this year they've been playing better uh i don't know if that's a team i would be worried about right now if i'm a texas fan you got enough to worry about in the big 12 right now
0: well right now if you look at some brackets they got AM as a 10 seed and they got texas as a two so that means that's a second round ah, i
1: see okay that's what people are looking and that's at. what
0: people are looking at yeah. and some you know brackets that's where they have them going and
1: by the way that is exactly what a committee should do Committees should do that all the time. They'll tell us they don't, but they should. Yeah, all, all the time. Look all for, the time. Look for coaching matchups that make sense on that level. If you can get Texas and Tennessee on the same side because of the Barnes thing, just if if it, if it makes sense, do those type of things. And same thing with rival t- games like that.
0: Another game tonight, huge game for Texas uh, number one seed aspirations. Yeah, Tennessee versus. Alabama. Oh, okay. Number ten versus number one. Either way, the team that loses will be affected by this somewhat. Not so, Tennessee. So you get as a little much. help either way. You get that no yes, you get yeah. help either way. You okay. kinda let Tennessee if they lose they get pushed back a little bit, so you don't have to worry about them, you know, hopping in at a number one seed, depending on if they win the SEC tournament or something like that, and then that's just another loss for Alabama, who said at number one, which is crazy, like you said yesterday, how good their football program is, now Nate Oates has that team Number one with Brandon Miller, who's a top five lottery pick freshman and somebody on the Specs text line makes makes a great point. They said Mitchell talking about Dylan Mitchell needs to come back next season. I've never seen a five star and supposedly lottery pick be as invisible as he's been all season long. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. We've heard all year long about Dylan Mitchell. He's not that type of guy to go get his own shot. He's not that type. He's a hustled, you know, kind of defensive minded guy, really athletic, play above the rim type of player. But like I said a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, when you see these freshmen like Brandon Miller dominating and Grady Dick dropping 26 last night. And Keontae George being the leading scorer for that good Baylor team that looks like they could go to March Madness and make a final four run. And you see somebody like Dylan Mitchell, who came in as like a top five player, five star guy, and he's barely giving you any minutes, barely, you know, he's definitely not doing what those other guys are doing. It's disappointing. And it reminds you a lot of what Greg Brown went through a couple of years ago. Mm, you yeah. know, Greg Brown just. And people always talked about maybe he should have went to a Mount Verde or Oak Hill or one of these big time private schools where you play top tier talent instead of going to Vandergriff. You know, I don't believe in that. I just think that some guys get it and some guys it takes a while. And for Greg Brown and Dylan Mitchell, both of those guys have similar games like Greg Brown. He's still trying to find his way in the league. He's been in and out of the G League with the Portland Trailblazers. He only gets minutes at the end of the game majority of the time. And it looks like Dylan Mitchell is going that path. And his stock in the draft board, it's going further and further. And even Kai Jones, like remember Kai Jones, you know, a, year ago, a couple of years ago too. It's kind of the same thing with him as a sophomore. He's still trying to find his way in the league. You know, Jericho Sims, he's doing the best, but he was the oldest out of all those guys. So it's just these guys are still learning, you know, for Dylan Mitchell. It is a little disappointing. I, I, I want to see more. He's so athletic. He has so much, you know, talent there. And you see it like he had a nasty fadeaway uh, one of the first plays in the game against West Virginia. Nice little move. And I was like, OK, but then that was it you know and he he does kind of become invisible at times so again you need those freshmen to come along you, you just do arterio morris had that nasty dunk against texas tech that's cool and all he had a really good game against west virginia but you, you just need you need a little bit of everybody and again that monday night game it was disappointing because this team I'm looking at a number 1 seed, and they got set back losing in Lubbock to Texas Tech.
1: So we'll keep talking some hoops. Again, uh, the wins last night in the Big 12, that national game in the SEC tonight that Zay mentioned, we'll reset that one for you. Might be one to peek in on if you are oh, by the a way, Texas oh, fan.
0: Thank you, Like Greg Brown did get released by Portland. Oh, is that right? Out the
1: league. Okay, okay. Out the league. Uh, Specs text line 337-3776. This says YouTube subscribers, Chad. All right, if I didn't say subscribers, I apologize. Someone says if you're going to say it, say it right. YouTube Nation, let's ride. Okay. And... <laughs> this texter says, turns out I do have a YouTube account. 693rd follower. We do appreciate it. The number's up to 695 on our YouTube page. If you want to check it out there, our Super Bowl discussion, our Rihanna discussion, all the shows there for you. We're making shorter videos for you to go check out. Little rants and raves that we have. They even let me jump on and talk XFL today, which I'm also going to do in the crap bag coming up. So, youtube.com slash at Austin if you want to help us out. Out and be a subscriber. We do appreciate it. All right. Uh, we got some NFL to get to as well. Got an NFL mock draft. Zay's already said if the Cowboys get Bijan, he's on the fan bandwagon. But what happens if Bijan is gone by the Cowboys pick? We'll get into a mock draft that deals with that. Plus, what Juju Smith Schuster tweeted out that got folks talking and reacting and tweeting and stuff like that. Juju went all petty. We'll tell you about it on the horn hold on, I'll tell you in a minute. I got a mind to go out and get it. Now hold on, I'll tell you in a minute. I've been thinking about life and living. It.
0: You sure lookin' fine, pretty woman. I'd like to get to know you a little better. Maybe learn to live up on the now. What
1: Getting started on a Wednesday, day after Valentine's Day. Hope you had a great Valentine's Day. Hope it went exactly like you wanted it to go. Chad and Zay with you. Zay, I like the song, but I do not recognize it. The Rascals. Oh, okay. Hold On. Going back a ways on this one. Yeah, 70s. Yeah. The Rascals. That's good. What's it called? Hold On. Hold On by The Rascals. All right. The Rascals get us started today. Chad and Zay with you on this Wednesday. Real quick, we have a new trivia question that relates to sports. So you may already know this. When it comes to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, the answer to the question, who's done more Make-A-Wish, who's granted more wishes than anybody else, Zay, you know that answer? Because it's not even close. This one guy is way out ahead of everybody. I think he's granted over 500 wishes, maybe it's 600 wishes, something like that and he keeps just keeps going. No. John Cena. What? Yes. It's not even close. When you talk about athletes you or can't entertainers, you mean John whatever, Cena? That guy. Because of his run in WWE, so many kids that were in hospitals going through cancer treatments, going through whatever they were going through, they looked up to him. And they wanted to see him, and he made it a point to go out there and do that. So he has granted more wishes than anybody. But now we have a legendary athlete to answer the question, who has made the largest ever individual, from an individual, donation to the Make-A-Wish Foundation? It was founded in 1980. The number is $10 million, and it's Michael Jordan. Wow. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, sir. That's a goat move, Mike. My lord, he's about to be sixty. His birthday comes up on the seventeenth, so in honor of that, Michael decided to make this donation, and it's making the rounds today. the uh, The announcement there. So there you go. There's your new trivia answer. Michael Jordan' biggest individual donation to Make a Wish ever.
0: Man, Mike must have been hot on that crafts table in this last few
1: months. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, he must have got the Chiefs, Chris Stapleton, and Rihanna right for all the Super Bowl. Right? All of
0: it. You he, know Mike, he likes to play his blackjack, so Mike had a good 2022. He
1: parlayed it all, and he took Rihanna pregnant. Yeah. And that's got it all.
0: That's the only way that Mike's given up that much money. Because you know how much he gambles, so he must have won. That's true. Yeah. So very impressive.
1: That's fair. That is absolutely fair. I uh, want to remind you also, uh, tonight when we are done, you get Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge, of course. Big Wednesday lineup. Wednesday night, Flex at 7. And in our Flex segment today, we'll talk to Zach Lucero and see what they've got lined up for the show tonight. The Longhorn Blitz podcast at 8 o'clock for you Longhorn football freaks. Fight Night is at 9 tonight. They're going to interview Cheeto Vera. Cheeto's part of the San Antonio card coming in March. He's going to fight Corey Sandhagen, and uh, they are going to talk to Cheeto Vera this week. That's coming up at 9 tonight, and then 10 o'clock, it's Sports Guys Talking Wrestling as we head towards Elimination Chamber in WWE, and AEW's going on and all the other stuff in pro wrestling.
0: So, Chad, probably one of the most wholesome things that I've seen in a long time, because we know... Super Bowl 57, a lot of people called it the Kelsey Bowl, with Mm -hmm. Jason Kelsey for the Eagles, the center, and Travis Kelsey, future Hall of Fame, tied in for the Chiefs. And on their podcast that they've been doing together all year, they just dropped an episode this week. Mm -hmm. And Jason Kelsey, when he starts to talk about their mom, and how this was this week like this last two weeks have been for her and they've never seen her so happy and proud and both of those guys started breaking down really? like on the podcast like talk about choking you up
1: I haven't seen that yet that's I, uh that's fantastic though
0: It was it was amazing and Jason Kelsey you know when you lose in the Super Bowl you know as long as he's been in the league you don't get too many chances to get back sure. you, you just don't so To be as proud as he was that, you know, if you've seen the mic'd up clips of him hugging his brother after the game, as happy as he was for him and, you know, still being able to see his mom and hug her and stuff. Because a lot of guys just take off and go straight to the locker room. But he knew this was bigger than just him losing. He Mm -hmm. knew how much this meant for his brother and his family. And, yeah, just... It, it was it was a lovely thing to see both of those guys. Again, it just goes back to like, oh, we're in the NFL. We're supposed to be so tough. We're supposed to be so hard. You know, it's you're supposed to be just a warrior, braveheart style. And to right. see guys like that actually show emotion and think about their mom in that way, and think like, just think that, oh, we're so proud that she got to be proud of us. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. that was just,
1: it was nice to see. Mom, mamas and sons is a special relationship yeah. and it's fun to watch it you're right at that level i've seen the on the field stuff i need to watch the podcast what stood out to me and i is jason older or travis jason's old? older jason's the older brother so this would make sense from what i heard then he's on the field he's already seen travis he sees his mom and you know gives a big hug and his mom was so great and she said something like you know it's been so much fun watching y'all have a great time and he probably said the same thing to her but then they get done hugging and she kind of starts to look around and he says go celebrate with Trav right and i'm like wow for the brother to think of that and that's an older brother right there that's an older brother looking out for the younger sibling we've seen that in other sports i've always i remember the the, the williams sisters is the one i always go to cuz i'm a tennis guy venus would always take care of serena in a way serena never took care of venus cuz us little siblings younger siblings that's not what we do yeah we're not wired that way yeah. they are because they had to take care of us when we were little so jason kelsey just magically went into that thing of i'm gonna take care of my little brother hey mom i've seen you now you've you've done your motherly duty to console me now go celebrate with with my brother who just won the super bowl that's a that is a grown man thought right there yeah that i probably wouldn't have had if i was jason kelsey yeah. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a great moment. And I know that family, they'll cherish it. And yeah, Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey. And I know he's a crazy guy when he gets on the podium and says jabroni and all that stuff. He has a lot of fire in him. But yeah, they're a pretty legendary football family. And I, it was really cool.
1: Yeah, that is awesome. That is good to see. All right. That'll lead us into this other Super Bowl story or post Super Bowl story that's. Not exactly that wholesome. It's not exactly that. I had seen a little headline about Juju Smith-Schuster, and I'll be honest, Zay, until you mentioned it to me, I didn't know what it was. I didn't understand why people were talking about Juju after the game. Other than I knew he was involved in that key play. right? He's the guy that got held on the, the play by Bradbury, correct? Correct. Okay. So that leads us to his tweet which you sent me today, yesterday, Juju to celebrate Valentine's Day, tweets out, Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Heart emoji, and it is an old school, made to look like a Valentine's card, like we had in school with a to and a from on it. It's got a picture of Bradbury, and it says, I'll hold you when it matters most. <laughs> 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 oh, and I'm sorry, it, it's petty as hell. It's not something I would do, but it is funny. It's funny as hell. It is funny. But yeah. but the reaction Zay was interesting from the Eagles side of it. So, go into the let's go into the reaction here and do you think this is a measured reaction from the Eagles or should have, should they just have let Juju have his fun?
0: I mean, I know that Juju Smith-Schuster won't be winning any Walter Payton Awards anytime soon. I know that. <laughs> no. So, I, 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 and
1: that's not what he was going yeah, for. Yeah, he definitely
0: wasn't going no. for it. I, I I think it's out of line. I love it, that's for sure. But I think the Eagles, they had every right to back their guy up. Uh, A.J. Brown, he went off to say, to retweet it with a quote saying, first off, congratulations, y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. Whoa. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like You're like this, or don't act like you're like that, or ever was.
1: But congrats again. (laughs) See, that was that to me is where AJ went a little far. I don't think Juju was saying he's at any certain level, he was just making fun of the moment, right?
0: Yeah, but Juju had like three touchdowns this year. Patrick Mahomes, arguably one of the top five greatest quarterbacks of all time. Like, let's. Let's relax. You got Travis Kelsey on your team. He might be one of the greatest tight ends of all time. You look at Tony Gonzalez and Grox and Shannon Uh Sharp. Travis Kelsey's right there. So let's chill, Juju.
1: Okay. I I get you're trying
0: to be funny and stuff, but too soon. (laughs) Yeah, too soon. Way too
1: soon. And then Gardner Johnson tweets out Juju ran from me when I checked him in the game. Yawn, yawn, yawn emoji. Then 10 got his smoke. What does that mean? Ten got his smoke. I think Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, I see. Ten got Ten his smoke. Was, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. Yeah. He had yeah. a good game. That must be it. Okay. <laughs> that must have been it. Oh, that is some serious pettiness. You know what? I'm just gonna say it. That's not quite NBA pettiness, but it's getting there. It's getting there. It's sort of what is it? Rod Babers likes to say the NBAification of other sports, when other sports start to act so bopper-like and start to get too dramatic and start to feel like the NBA. This is NFL trying to push towards a little NBA vibe.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever you want to say, James Bradbury was second team all pro this year. He had a hell of a year, and he had a couple of mistakes in that game where it mattered the most. It happens. Yeah. And, you mean. know, it. it happens. But for Juju to go out and do something this petty. Like, there's also a code in the NFL. You know, you go back to the Pro Bowl uh, uh, week and all those guys, you could just see the camaraderie and, you know, just the we're all brothers here type of enthusiasm that they showed up there in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And what Juju did is against uh, the code. You know, it's like, okay, we're all great here. Y'all were the winners of the AFC. We were the winners of the NFC y'all just won the game because y'all's quarterback was amazing and our quarterback had a bunk-ass fumble. If those things didn't happen, it probably would have been a different outcome. But, hey, he say, she say, Mm -hmm. here we are now. Juju, he went the petty route. Yeah, he did. He went the petty
1: route. He did. Yeah, I would not have have gone that route myself. And the Eagles definitely fired back at him for that one. Oh, tense Tyreek Hill. Oh ten is Tyreek. Okay. Is that the re- reference? But he's not in the game. Team. Yeah. That would have been. What does that mean? Yeah, no, I know. I that, that reference I wouldn't have gotten because Pacheco is 10 now, isn't he? Yeah. But that wouldn't have been the 10. Is he, who's, I had to double check on who's 10 for the Eagles. Is that who he's talking about? I don't know who's 10 on the Eagles. Because you're right. Gardner Johnson, I thought he was referencing uh A 10. (laughs) Or or maybe they could be making a joke. Are they joking on him by referencing Tyreek Hill and saying, Tyreek Hill 10. Right, like you were the guy, he was the guy on your team and it's not you. I don't know. Uh, I bet Juju, when he tweeted that out, didn't think it was going to cause that much stir. He was just gonna make a joke. Oh, he knew what he was doing, and he really got a reaction there. Uh, so there you go. And uh, do you you know do you blame the guy that sent it out there because it's a little petty, or do you blame the guys that reacted that way? Because if I was Bradbury, I might tweet at my guys. Yo, man, just just do your rehab. It's okay. He tweeted.
0: He tweeted. First team are like all pro or something like that. Second team all pro. Did he? Okay. Yeah, he tweeted that. So.
1: And and to be fair, and then the guys are right. I mean, he admitted it after the game. That's another reason why Juju probably should have stayed away from it. If he had said, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, that's one thing. He admitted he held, and he yeah. said, I, I was hoping they'd let me get away with it, but they didn't, and we move on. So that's probably why Juju needed to stay away. Well,
0: you know Brad Barry was probably chirping that game. Yeah. He was probably chirping and Juju was probably chirping back. And this goes back to the Bro Code thing, Chad. You already get enough flack and enough just harassment from the fans, especially Philly fans. Like, who knows what kind of emails and stuff that James Bradbury oh, got from yeah. his Philly right. fans, Can't and imagine. death threats, and stuff like that. So if you're Juju, don't, you know, you should know. You should know as an athlete how bad it could be from your fan base completely turning on you, especially coming from Pittsburgh. That fan base will turn on you in a heartbeat. They did turn on you in a heartbeat. And we're like, man, Juju, you ain't what you were that rookie season where you came into the league out of the USC as that big-time player. And what A.J. Brown said is a little bit true. He wasn't completely out the league, but if he didn't go to the Chiefs and – play with Patrick Mahomes, who knows who would have took a chance on Juju with the money that he was asking for. So, yeah, I I get those guys coming, you know, Garner Johnson and A.J. Brown coming to bat for James Bradbury because it's just, you know, it's fun and petty and stuff, but still, like, you won your Super Bowl. Go enjoy the parade today, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, maybe we'll see you next year.
1: NFL always on our radar. We're only 71 days away from that NFL draft. Mock drafts are already out there, of course, and we'll take a look at that Todd McShay mock draft this week. It has Bijan going to Baltimore. So if that were to happen at 22, what do the Cowboys end up doing? McShay's got them taking an offensive lineman, which may sound boring to you if you're a Cowboys fan, but that may be something they really need to look at when they get to that 26th pick, I believe it is. We'll get into that as the show and the week goes on. Justin Wells of inside Texas coming up at 105 he's a Cowboys fan we'll see what he's thinking about that positioning for the boys up next in the crap bag I'll see if I can get Zay and maybe some of you interested in the XFL we'll go team by team in the state of Texas we'll start in Arlington today with Bob Stoops group I'll tell you when they're going to play and who's on the team and we'll see if you care on the horn Right there. Um, I don't think it's them, but I'm just gonna say Striper. I don't know. No. Don't know. TNT. (laughs) Oh, TNT. I know of the band, but I, I cannot identify TNT. I could have told you that waking up today. Uh, Never saw TNT live. There's one song of theirs I know. It's not this one. I can't remember the name of the other song, though. What's this one called? Take Me Down. Take Me Down. All All an angel. Oh, of course. I mean, 1988. Romantic as hell there, TNT. TNT and the Rascals getting us started today. Appreciate, Zay, for all the great music. He was giving you some Valentine's music ideas yesterday. Any Valentine's music going on at the house last night? No. Does she allow that, or does she want nothing Valentine's going on? Like you aren't even We're not like, like if you tried to play a little Barry White, is she gonna get mad? Or? No. No, okay. well, not at all. Okay.
0: Um we're not getting into the mood with music type of people. Okay. We've never been that type of couple. Okay. It's
1: yeah. not that's not crucial.
0: No. To the situation. No. Hmm. Plus, like which we didn't catch the old Bachelor last night,
1: but last night was Bachelor Night. With yeah. Big,
0: Big twelve, Big Monday. Uh-huh. She knew I couldn't watch it there. She was kinda upset. Last oh, night
1: was Bachelor. Does right. the Bachelor hit on Mondays? Yes. Oh, okay, so yeah. you gotta do the rewatch. Yeah, gotta do it on DVR. Those last three weeks have been tough, then, because you've had Texas games you gotta watch on they Mondays. They have been tough. They have been tough. And she's good enough to wait for you. What to, a woman to watch a Does she stay away from social media? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my wife does too. <laughs> like I'll
0: quick stroll. Sometimes you'll see like yeah. somebody messing something up. She'll quick stroll real fast and
1: yeah, yeah. can't. It's a whole nother world, man. Now yeah, it's just like you know when new movies come out that I think might have a spoiler somebody would care about, I'll try to see him fast now because I don't want to mess with it. Right? I don't want to have to mess with seeing some on social media. So your boy
0: Jesse Palmer, he took over for Chris Harrison as the Bachelor host. Oh,
1: is that right? He's yeah. full-time now? He's full-time. Now, Chris Harrison, oh, is he the one that got himself in a little trouble? Yeah, he got canceled. Oh, my God. That they was, got his ass. That was so silly. Now they did upgrade in terms of looks, though. Jesse Palmer's a good-looking dude. Good-looking dude. That's a good way to go if you're going to – and he, he'd do a solid job. I'm assuming he's doing well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, of course, him and Hannah Storm, they always do this every single year. The Bachelor Bowl, where they make the girls or guys, whatever it is, Bachelor or Bachelorette, mm. have a football game. And they always bring Hannah Storm in to do color, uh, Jesse Palmer. Great.
1: That's it's just great be good. TV. Yeah, that's got to be good. Got to be good. All right, shout out to all those Bachelor watchers this year. And it is Bachelor, you said, right? Yeah, Not Bachelor. Not Bachelorette this time. Going yeah. Bachelor, straight up. Going back to the O.G., Just Bachelor? That's right. Not Bachelor on an island, Bachelor Paradise. The dude's
0: that? Kind of lame. You know, real hairy
1: chest dude. That's different. So you don't like this year's Bachelor? No. The season's Bachelor? No, not the best.
0: He's from, I mean, he stays in Austin, and the girl that I think is going to win, she's from Austin, so... Or she stays in Austin. Okay, yeah. All right. that's always good. That's always good. Local connection, right? And he knows interested. it's convenient, so that gives her the lead. Yeah. You
1: know? All right. Okay. Um. Look at there. Look at there. We've almost wasted enough time where I'm not going to have to talk a lot about the XFL. That was well done, Zay. All right. Let's get a uh, let's get a little bit of a crap bag in here, and I'll just remind everybody when uh, when these games are happening.
0: Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to
1: remember it, just. Think of a
0: bag of crap. Gosh, I'm losing a lot of street cred right now. Yeah, you
1: really are. It's uh, okay. Brought to you by A V Consultations two five five eight six seven eight or avconsultations.com. Real men do watch The Bachelor. That's it's, right. It is true. It is, it is true. Uh, also, of course, as far as I'm concerned, real men do watch spring football. And I'm excited for the XFL. I want to see if they can survive this time. COVID got them in 2020. This is not associated with the WWE other than, you know, The Rock is part of it and he used to be in WWE. But it's not owned by Vince McMahon anymore. They're trying to go straight football on this thing. So the Arlington team is the first one I'll talk about this week. They play Saturday at two o'clock on ABC. It's Las Vegas at Arlington. I wish they called him Dallas. What are you gonna do? I wish they kept their old logo, but what are you gonna do? But they did keep Bob Stoops. Stoops is the uh, still the head coach, and you'll see guys you you recognize if you watched Oklahoma football like Chuck Long and Jonathan Hayes as co-OCs. You'll also hear names like Jordan Smallwood. Remember that receiver at Oklahoma? He's on this team um, for me and other Aggies out there. Uh, Keith Ford, the running back that was at AM and Oklahoma, he's on this team. Otara Alaka, the a and defensive lineman, is on this team. Zay, remember a receiver at USC named Tyler Vaughns from a couple years ago? Nope. No? Oh, I like Tyler Vaughns. That's a talented receiver. He... I think Tyler maybe didn't get the shot in the NFL because he's a little undersized, uh, and you know, maybe he's not the fastest receiver ever, and he's a little shorter than you'd want him to be. But I remember him making some big plays at USC. We'll see what he does there. Uh, for people that remember Brennan, was it Brendan Schooler? Brennan Schooler? Yeah. That was at Texas. His brother Colin was at Tech. Colin is on this team. Okay. Uh, at linebacker. And then the guy I'm really rooting for is Davion... Uh, Smith, the running back that went to Michigan, and man, is he trying to make it. Uh, He's 28 years old, and he was with uh, Garrett Gilbert and that Orlando team in the AAF. Then he went to XFL that got shut down in Tampa. He was the leading rusher at the time when they shut it down. Then, if you'll remember, he went to Pittsburgh with the Maulers in the USFL. Remember the dude that got kicked out of the league because he was supposedly rude to the food people? Y'all remember that story? They
0: thought he was eating pizza, or he wasn't eating pizza. He was eating, like, shrimp or something, and everybody else was eating pizza.
1: They told right. They told him that the choice was this and not this, and he told them something like, I don't think that's going to work. You know, I need a certain thing or whatever. The team took that like he was being rude to him, and they <laughs> kicked him out, put it on their little reality show or whatever, and Davion was gone. And I do hope that he can make it with, uh, with this Dallas area team, the Arlington team, because he been, he's been good. He's been good at the spring level. He's been like one of the better running backs, but he's run into just weird situations. So he is on this Arlington team as well. Now the weird news Zay, is all I can find at quarterback is Kevin Anderson from Fordham, something called Drew Plitt from Ball State <sighs> – and Kyle Slaughter from Northern Colorado. Oh, my goodness. That's all I can find. The biggest problem with spring football, other than the original USFL, which had bad asses all the way through it for different reasons. That's all the way back in the 80s. But once we got to XFL in 01 and forward, the biggest issue is quality at quarterback. There's nothing else that stands out like it. You can talk about lines of scrimmage if you want to get into the weeds a little bit. But it's about the ability to throw a professional pass when it's required, and only a couple have done it. The Garrett Gilbert year in Orlando stands out to me a little bit. Some guys have those, but we're talking about eight teams here. They probably don't have eight guys that can make all those throws all the time. So we're just gonna see. I'll tell you some names as we go along that you might recognize, but I can't find one on this Arlington team. I don't know any of those three guys.
0: Yeah, I'm struggling with these names too. What's your boy Johnny football doing right
1: now? Uh man, the last time I heard from the last time I heard about Johnny, it was like with TO in that little that fan, weird league. That fan-controlled league or whatever. I would love to see Johnny take a legitimate shot, and try to do the work in a league like this. He was in AAF for a little bit with Memphis, showed us a little bit, a little bit in Canada before that. I guess it was prior to that time. I'd love to see him do it because, in theory, Johnny's skills, whatever they are right now, should be good enough. That's what I'm saying. It should be. You're talking about putting in the work. But, yeah, right. But that's the thing with Johnny. Right? That's the thing. But if, that's if, the point of this league. He if
0: it, should be able to just play off skill and talent, not film, not yeah. go back and practice and workouts and stuff. Just live the life Johnny Football lives. Yeah. And. Go out there and produce I'm a, in the
1: XFL. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that we haven't uh, that we haven't seen him more in the spring leagues, but I guess that's not what he is looking for right now. Uh, so Vegas and Arlington Saturday at two on ABC. So these are big networks; you're not going to have to hunt for them. Saturday at seven thirty, the Houston team plays on ESPN. Tell you more about the Houston team tomorrow and Sunday at two. San Antonio, the Brahmas, will play on ABC. But uh, that uh, Arlington team has Bob Stoops as the coach once again. Ex- they really
0: told old boy Davion, yo, F-yo allergy, F-yo gluten allergy. you going to eat this stuff or yeah. you're gone.
1: Yeah, it's just, that was such a weird story, man. <laughs> Such a weird story. I didn't understand that. And and I don't understand how a guy like that doesn't get a little bit of deference, a little bit of respect. There are no superstars in their world. I get it. But this guy played some spring football before. He'd been a league-leading rusher before. You can't cut him any slack? Hell no. Know
0: your role. What the Rocks say back in the Attitude Era? Know your role, Davion. Understand where you're at.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I, I I don't know. And and we won't have I don't think they ever had a recording of him saying it the way he said it. And maybe he did put a lot of attitude in it. But to me, you've got to bring your own lunch. To me, you find the guy and you move on. You're the Pittsburgh <laughs> Maulers, for God's sakes. You got a guy that played at Michigan and was the leading rusher in the XFL. You might want to take a breath before you kick him to the curb. He's asking for too much. Ugh. He asking for too much. And I haven't double checked those records lately, but I don't think Pittsburgh had a great season. I could be wrong, USFL fans. Please correct me if I'm wrong. All right, there's your crap bag. Um, uh, up next, Justin Wells of Inside Texas. We'll talk Longhorns with him. Basketball team obviously not looking good in Lubbock. Getting ready for OU this weekend, who is looking good after last night. We'll also get Justin's thoughts on that Cowboy. Boys draft pick. What does he want the Cowboys to do at 26 if Bijan's there and maybe if Bijan's not there? We'll get his thoughts next on the horn.